Hello, this is the Cyber Smart Security Podcast, Episode 7. I am Salahuddin Amao, and today I'll be taking you on events from the past week. One, EasyJet's data breach affects 9 million passengers. Messaging apps under threats from Android malware called Wolfrat. How parents can protect their online gaming kids. So it was reported earlier in the week by uh, officials from EasyJet airline mentioning about data breach that will affect about 9 million passengers in their database. Um, they are giving these reports after about 5 months when they were aware of a so-called sophisticated cyber attack on their, uh, on their data, on their data network. And According to the officials of EasyJet, they, they informed about 2,000 um, of their customers regarding this data breach in April. And those customers are just for um, users that, were, that have their credit card details accessed by the attackers. So, uh, in their reports, they, they mentioned the number of things that could, that users should be um, careful about now because of the data breach. So, they are advising the, um, their passengers to be careful about phishing emails that they might receive at this time due to the data breach. And they said they've reported to the relevant authorities in the UK. So, for me, what is amusing about this um, announcement from this airline is is that why did it take them about four to five months for them to come out and and um, declare this um, attack to the public? Well, in the report, they claimed that they needed to investigate, and during the, uh, the progress of their investigation, they now discovered the depth of the attack. So that's the reason why it took them this long before they uh, reported it or disclosed it publicly. But it amuses anyone because you, you are supposed to protect the data of your uh, customers. And one of the ways you can be transparent with your customers is by making early disclosures so that the, uh, people can plan accordingly. So if you if a company was aware of an, an attack in January, even though um, investigations have not been completed, it's only so far, it's only pays that the 
comp- they mention it to the public so that people will you know take action and be careful about any mails they receive or messages they receive claiming to be from the company and um you claim that the company claimed that uh, they don't know how much uh, data was assessed and at the same time they are saying that it is just only about 2000 uh, users that their credit card details were taken so that just goes to show that it is possible that uh, the attackers they have assessed more, more than that and they are yet to disclose more information so hopefully we are going to get more details about what actually happened and how much credit data details has been assessed and also if if you are a customer with easyjet you should know that your email addresses and other um, personally identifiable information is really in the hands of of some um, bad guys so any news you received talking about maybe change of flights and um, uh, information about maybe free um, free miles and the likes you have to be cautious about this information so you don't become victims so to be a be- best precaution for you to uh, confirm any information you you received via email claiming to be from the airline by contacting the airline directly so this will be a major advice i'll give to anyone that is a customer with easyjet so if there's new information i'll i might discuss this in in later editions so moving on There's a new Android malware that, uh, that was discovered by security researchers at uh, with Cisco Talos. So they discovered this um, a kind of um, malware that, when downloaded to a to an Android device, is going to infiltrate into the user's messaging apps such as Facebook, Messenger or WhatsApp and its its aim and objective is to gather photos, videos, recordings, uh, audio recordings and, and the likes. So it's, it's called Wolf Rats. So um, a type of Trojan that his job is to gather information. So this kind of um, malware is actually a spyware that was based on uh, based on a malware that was created in 2014 called Dendroid. So this malware does the same thing by gathering you know, all this data. So this um, new one is just a advanced version. And according to the security researchers at uh, Cisco Talos, they, they, um, they said that 
it's a form of uh, it is a espionage based malware in the sense that it gathers intelligence on its android victims so it's it is meant to gather all those information and send it to its um, to the attacker so we have to be mindful about this um, kind of um, new malware although the researcher said that uh, when they identified it via a domain in um, in asia it was on a encrypted chatting app called um, line so and this uh, line um, application is very popular in asia and it's also encrypted so for the fact that you are you have uh, your messages encrypted doesn't mean that this malware cannot come in so the way it's the the malware is able to get into users phones is via the um, a disguise so the plan is the the the, the, the form of attack is to disguise as a legitimate app on Google Play. So you can imagine an app having the icon of Google Play services. And when a user downloads it, it thinks that it is a Google Play services um, uh, related download. Unknowing to him or I, it's downloads the payload of the malware onto the phone and starts its work so for now one just have to be careful about uh, the kind of applications that you download because this um wolf rats uh, malware although it's still under development but there's always a possibility that if this um malware is, which is also called spyware is um is developed into com uh, uh, completion and it is not yet uh, being identified on google play completely it could affect the privacy of conversations between uh, users so just be cautious of whatever you download online for now pending when more investigation is done and the the malware uh, which is a rat will be will be tracked and eliminated so be cautious on on the play store or on, on third party sites be cautious about applications that you will download be, try to cross check whether it is the app you are downloading such that you don't go and download the um, a malware. about how parents can protect their online gaming kids so yeah this is a very important um, topic that I'm interested in because it affects people that 
are around us, our loved ones, our family members, young, the younger age group, it affects them. And it's very important that we take steps to protect them so that they don't become victims of malicious attacks or cyberbullying, for instance. So this is very why it is important that we need to protect our kids that love to play games. Games is a very good um, way to uh, relax, but it should be done in a safe environment that uh, will not endanger our siblings or our younger ones or children. So, without further ado, um, firstly, before I move to the first one, we, sh- we should know that some episodes, uh, in some episodes, uh, I talked about Nintendo um, data breach, data breach that allowed about 160,000 uh, user accounts to be exposed. So, because of this form of data breach, this is another reason why it is important that we take steps to protect um, our online gaming activity uh, and that of our younger, uh, that of our kids. So, number one, we should um, find a way to have a control over uh, downloads that are made by our kids. So. Uh, what I mean by this is that you you don't want your kids to download applications that uh, are unknown and they, you, you've not confirmed their legitimacy. That is, how good it is, um, whether there have been good or bad reviews online, uh-huh. So, which can be done by, you know, searching... Uh, on a search engine and getting more information about the apps. So the idea of having a control over app downloads is because there are so many applications out there and it's very easy to download an app that could expose your kids to um, forms of cyberbullying and the likes. Especially if it is an application that involves cajoling or coercing young ones that are not aware of who they are talking to on the other side of the screen to divulge certain information such as their photos uh, maybe their birthday information and the like so you have to control the kind of applications that they download and this leads me to the second uh, method which is uh, uh, having um, a form of uh, parental control so there are parental control um, applications like third-party applications that helps to uh, manage uh, the kind of applications that your kids might download. So if you, you are not in a position to actually download it for the uh, for your for your offspring, you can use this. Uh, third-party parental control apps to um, guide against uh, people that might be trying to get certain information from your kid or 
um, perform some actions while trying to communicate with such kid, uh, such as um, cyberbullying or asking the kid to set uh, certain um, images. So such third-party control app is going to um, block such kind of um, transfer. Huh. Thirdly, we have um, having security discussion with our kids. So it's it's good to have uh, an open discussion with our children about what securing your information online is all about. Because by discussing it with them, they, you make them become aware of what is happening around them and in that way they can take you as the go-to person if they have any questions. So the more open you are about the situation without making it scary, the better uh, chance you have in safeguarding them from um, any form of cyberbullying and uh, body shaming that could come off via uh, gaming. Because through playing games, be it Xbox and on, uh, or the likes, games have chats, chatting um, functions in which they could discuss with a player. So you have to discuss with them that whoever you don't know, you must be cautious about disclosing your real name or your your images or your home address. So it, there will not be a situation whereby you just see a stranger one day at your home, an adult that have been playing games with your kid. So uh, having is open security discussion with your kids will go a long way in improving the information security mindset of your kid and also making sure that you are the go-to person if there is any um, questions that they have or they suspect an unusual activity while they are playing games. Then, um, fourthly, um, use of um, avatars. So instead of using their main um, picture, you could have a certain image that can be used or avatar that can be used. You don't use um, your family photos. You don't allow them to use their their real pictures. So this way you, you protect their privacy. Then um, another advantage of doing that is that if you are using a a, um, a pseudo name as uh, as your play game name while playing any game, it's much more better than using the real names because with real names, especially if it is in full, an unknown, uh, a, a malicious person or someone that has ulterior motives might search for the name on Facebook and from there start doing information gathering to know the person that is uh, playing game with. So to protect them, you have to like let them know that okay, it's much more better to use um, pseudonyms uh, and the likes for games other than rather than their real names so fifthly um, is playing 
having the gaming system in an open area. Uh, this might be contentious in some quarters, especially uh, for kids that are teenagers. They might prefer to play the games in their rooms. So you might, it might be a good idea that probably you have a game routine whereby the gaming system is is in an open area and you will play the games with them to kind of build rapport and let them know that okay i'm with you i i want the best for you i know that okay you are using these games to to relax but at the same time i want to know what you are doing so that if they make mistake probably maybe trying to send their their, uh, a picture of themselves you can be in the situation probably maybe it is in the the gaming system is in the city room so you at that point in time you can guide them against doing such if they didn't know that it is it's not a good idea to do it so that's the advantage of having it in an open area but uh, on the other hand for maybe teenagers that have this youthful exuberance they might prefer to play it in their room you can have a deal that okay you play it in your room, but it has to be within so so, so time, and I will come to check on you regularly. So in that way, you, you are letting them know your intentions, and you will let them know that it is for their own good. So it's not like as if you want to limit um, what they can do with their games, but it's just to make sure they don't become too addicted to the games, and at the same time, they, it, it has a routine, so that while they are playing, uh, while it is time for for another activity, probably uh, dinner or and the likes, they are not stuck on the game and they don't get so um, attached to the game that they won't know when they will, they will be urged to perform an action that they didn't intend to do in the first place. So uh, another um, protection method is to have uh, 2FA activated. I've been emphasizing on two-factor authentication. Most of all these um, gaming platforms, Xbox, um, Sony PlayStation, Nintendo, and the likes, they've, they have realized that it is very important that, um, the act, uh, that 2FA is activated. So it's one of the things to do from from the beginning is to set up this um, second layer of um, security so that even though someone is trying to infiltrate their accounts by having their username and guessing password due to the fact that 2FA is activated and some of the 2FA depending on the gaming platform might be a one-time passcode or um, pin that is received to a, on 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 the user's email, the person won't be able to get it because by the time you the your kids receive such message, you know okay somebody is trying to log in, but because he doesn't have your code, he's not going to be able to get it. So that's the advantage of activating 2FA. Then, um, lastly, which is the sixth uh, method, is to um i think i've mentioned or think i've mentioned up so to recap um having a control over application downloads 
having a security discussion with your kids. That's two. Three, um, use of avatars. Um, four, you have gaming routines and playing in an open area. Five, uh, activating 2FA. Then six is um, um, creating um, uh, um, parental controls, uh, use of parental control uh, applications. So, uh, one other one, another extra one is setting strong passwords. So, I don't need to emphasize how important strong passwords are. Passwords are like underwears. If you use the same uh, underwear, you expose yourself to um, gems. So, if you use the same password, you also expose yourself to attackers. So, you have to have a unique password for the gaming account too. So, you don't make the mistake of allowing your kids to use um, password that they've used for their online blank, uh, banking platform for the, the gaming application. So, this is all for today. I hope you have picked one or two things that you could apply for your online and offline uh, uh, lives and stay safe stay at home and um, keep in touch with your loved ones uh, I would also like to plead with you guys to share this podcast with friends and family so that they will also be aware of actions that they could take to protect themselves from attackers out there and also be security savvy at all times take care till next week when i'll bring you a new episode on cyber smart security podcasts thank you for listening Mm -hmm.